Hey friends, and welcome to the Studio 4610 podcast. My name is Nicole Burns, and I am so excited that you've decided to join me for conversations about faith, marriage, and everything in between. Today on episode number 10, that's right y'all, we are in the double digits. This is episode number 10, I can't believe it. But today we're going to be talking about one of my most asked questions and that is what do I love about being a creative and an artist? Now this is one of my most asked questions and today I am answering. I have been creating for as long as I can remember or basically since the time I was three, four years old and I have loved expressing myself through art for as long as I can remember. I even planned to go to art school after high school. Now, even though I didn't, I eventually found my way back to creating and it brings me so much joy. Now, I talk about that in some previous podcast episodes. If you're really interested in my story, tune into episode four or you want more about creating, tune into episode number six. But today's episode number 10 I am sharing with you my top five reasons that I love being a creative. Now, before we dive into this episode, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. By subscribing to the podcast, it lets me know that you're enjoying the content, but also that you're saying, yes, I'm opting in, I'm here, I'm following along, and I am participating in this conversation. It seriously brings me so much joy. You guys do not go unnoticed. I'm creating this content with you in mind. So by subscribing, that's your way of saying, hey, I'm here, I'm listening, I see you, I'm waving at you, and it really means so much to me. Also, did you know that you can submit podcast questions and topic ideas to studio4610.com forward slash podcast questions? By submitting podcast questions and topic ideas, I can make sure that I'm putting out the content that you want to hear. So make sure that you go to studio4610.com forward slash podcast questions. Seriously, don't be shy. Just, you know, write anything that you want me to talk about. I would absolutely to love spending time creating the content and sharing and talking about what you want to hear. All right, diving into episode number 10, which is what I love about being a creative. So I came up with a list of five different things that I would say are the top reasons that I love being a creative. And that very first one is the freedom to use my imagination. As a creative, I have the opportunity to create anything I put my mind to. Well, maybe not physically create anything I think up, but I have the freedom to imagine and explore new ideas and creative mediums. In so many jobs, we have a given role with responsibilities that leave us with little to no room for imagination. I remember that when I worked at the hospital as a dialysis technician, I walked in every day, I had a set amount of tasks and roles that had to be fulfilled, 
I was answering to somebody else and then I would leave that day never once really getting to express myself except for how I communicated with my coworkers and my patients. It definitely left me feeling a little sad inside and as you know, that's pretty much what birthed my love for calligraphy and reintroduced my creative side. If you want more about my story, tune into episode number four, which is all about me and the start of Studio 4610, so you can really understand how this all came about. But as a creative, my job is to be imaginative, and there's no box that I have to place myself into. It's truly so freeing. So for instance, if you've been following along with my journey for a while, you will know that I re-kickstarted my creative hobby and creative love by learning calligraphy. And that was back in May of 2018. Now, I started calligraphy as a hobby away from medicine, away from the medical field, away from all of the applications I was putting into physician assistant school. And I was loving it so much that my husband had the suggestion that I turn it into a business. And it took me a little while. I dragged my feet, but I did. I eventually turned it into a business. And I loved it so much. But the thing is, is that when your hobby becomes your business, you kind of get a little drain from it. And so I remember and back in December of 2018, so if you're listening to this episode when it airs, we're coming up on just about a year. I was at my parents' house in my mom's incredible craft room and I was looking around and I saw her embroidery supplies and I remember an embroidery artist that I saw on Instagram and I said, hey mom, I want to learn how to embroider. Now y'all, I had never embroidered a day in my life. I had never once shown interest in embroidery, but all of a sudden I was like, that's it. I want to embroider. So my mom very graciously and very patiently showed me the supplies I would need, taught me how to thread a needle to tie a knot, and from then on, I just started embroidering. And you might be familiar with some of the landscapes I've made. Now, the problem was, is I was a calligrapher who was now so madly in love with embroidery art that I wanted to share it with everybody. And my imagination was running wild. I just felt so free. I just wanted to share everything I was creating. I kept creating new things and new things and new things. But let's face it. If you're somebody who's looking for a calligrapher, you're going to be a little confused when you see an embroidery hoop of a palm tree posted on their social media or their website. And let's face it, I was also really new to getting back in touch with my creative side. And so I just wanted to do anything and everything. And I kind of didn't really care how that came across because I was just having so much fun. And I was getting such great feedback from so many of y'all. But then I started to realize, you know what? This is a business. I've got to rein it back in. And that's when I came up with the idea. I had the opportunity to imagine what would it be like to combine my two loves? What would it be like to combine calligraphy and embroidery art? And now I've never seen it before. I have seen embroidery artists who like to embroider cursive words. And I have seen calligraphers who write with ink 
but I've never seen somebody who embroiders their own calligraphy script. It's just not something I've ever seen. Maybe it's out there, but I still have yet to witness it. And that is when a light bulb went off in my head. I said, oh my gosh, I am going to be a calligrapher who embroiders her calligraphy. And I'm going to be an embroidery artist who embroiders calligraphy. And that is now a term I affectionately call embroidigraphy. I could have called it calligroidery, but gosh, guys, that is a tongue twister. So yes, I have coined the phrase embroidigraphy. It's not trademarked, so don't steal it from me. But if you see my stuff, if you've been on my website, if you've been on my social media, my Etsy, you'll know that is what I'm creating. I am creating embroidered calligraphy. And it was such a cool light bulb moment, such a cool just reflection on how can I combine my two loves. And that's what I love about being creative, that I have the opportunity to imagine and discover a new form of art. And as a creative, I can pivot and start working on a new project whenever I desire. I can let my imagination take me where it wants to. So that's the first reason I love being a creative, that I have the freedom to use my imagination. Now, number two, as a creative, it's an overflow of your mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Now, it took me a while to realize this, but I started to notice this over the last year. And what you can do is just close your eyes, but if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Just take time to reflect. And think about other artists or creatives that you're familiar with. So whether that's drawing, painting, pottery, jewelry making, card making, you name it. If you think about it, you will likely notice that there are endless styles of art. And I'm not just talking about just styles or categories of painting or categories of photography, whether that's lifestyle or wedding photography, whether that's realistic or impressionist painting. But I'm talking about the different styles and the way it's expressed. Art and creativity is expressed as a result of a person's mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. How a person processes, how they see, how they feel, and how they experience life is going to determine the way that they create. A creative's internal self and well-being is poured outwardly into their work. Their work is a reflection of them. So art and creativity is very multifaceted. It's not just in the medium that's chosen, but it's multifaceted in how it's expressed. That's why you'll never see two pieces of work that are exactly the same. So think about it. Two artists, they both go to art school, they both get the same degree. And if you were to spend or wait five years and you were to see what they're creating five years post-graduation from the same art school, I can bet you they're going to look pretty different. Now, yes, their technical training might be the same, but the way that they express themselves is going to be different. And why is that? Well, because how they feel and what they see and what they experience comes out in their work. That is why as a calligrapher, 
very rarely you'll see two calligraphers with the same style of writing. And it seems so odd because you're like, it's calligraphy. I mean, how many different ways is there to write a word? Let me tell you guys, there are so many ways. And it's the same thing with a painter. You are shocked when you think about how many different styles there are of painting and not just styles and categories, but the way that they express it, the colors, the composition, the oil versus the acrylic. What are they doing? The slash marks, the pouring of paint, the matte finish, the glossy finish. Is it... How do you know? There's just so many different ways and it's just so fascinating because when oftentimes when you see that person's piece of work and you recognize who made it, it's like an aha moment. It clicks. You're like, oh my gosh, that is so them. I can see that person poured out into their pieces. And that's so cool. You can see a person's internal self poured outwardly into their work. And that's what I love about being a creative is that I get to pour myself out and I get to share what's internal with others and express that through my art. Now, number three, one of the top reasons I love being a creative is that it has instant or semi-instant gratification. So many areas that we focus our time and energy are long-term. Whether that's paying off debt, raising kids, saving up for a new car, working towards a promotion, they all take time. Very rarely do you see progress in a day, a week, a month, two months. It might be there, but it's not quite as satisfying. You very rarely see overnight success or gratification. So for those who are pretty impatient like me or like to see immediate impact, this can be a little difficult. So yes, I am one of those people. I get very easily impatient. I can see the long-term goal, but sometimes I just think, ah, oh, I just wish I could reach that goal already. So creating art is my outlet. Now, yes, granted, a piece can take me anywhere from 30 minutes to 12 hours, but the progress is pretty immediate and the gratification is practically instant. I don't have to wait six months for something to be created. Now, some artists and some creatives, they do. It does take months for them to create. But you think about how long it takes to create one painting versus how long it maybe takes to save up for a house, it's going to be a little bit different. And also, you're creating every day. You're working on that piece every day. So one new brush stroke, one more picture is taken, one more stitch is done. You can visually and physically see the progress, progress that you're making. And so to me, it's sort of like instant gratification. And I love that. Now, number four, we're getting close to the end, y'all, is that being a creative has so much childlike fun and joy. So as a creative, I have had to learn to throw my perfectionism out the door. For many, many, many years in my creative journey, I was paralyzed and crippled by my perfectionism and the need for everything I made to be robotic and machine-like. This is honestly one of the biggest reasons that I did not go on to study art in college. 
I was not confident. I was a little worried that my stuff just wasn't good enough, that it was a little bit off here and not quite right there. And clearly, now I look back, that's the whole point of going to college is to really refine those technical skills. And yet, I just, I just couldn't do it. I was a little scared. It just didn't seem like it was the best choice. I just wasn't sure if I was cut out to be an artist. And this is something I even struggled with early on in my calligraphy journey. When I first learned calligraphy, I was super, super proud of myself. And then I started to hate everything I made, which is so silly because one, I was new to it. And if you're not familiar with calligraphy, and that's not what you're good at, and that's not your technical skill, then of course anybody who makes calligraphy, it's gonna look beautiful. And yet I was just so burdened with it having to look so perfect. And there was so much pressure of comparison because I was looking at other calligraphers around me who had been doing it for five, six, 10 years, and I was one month into it, three months into it, four months into it, and I was just so worried that it just wasn't perfect because it was a little wonky here and that letter wasn't quite perfect. And the same thing with my embroidery. I would get a little paralyzed from sharing because, I mean, the stitch might not have been perfect or the picture might have been a little off. And I just remember one day somebody saying to me, you know, that I say it might have been my husband. He is pretty wise. But I just remember somebody or maybe Zach saying to me, well, isn't that why people buy art? Because it looks handmade? This moment, this statement struck me and has stayed with me ever since. It began to reframe my mind and release a pressure of comparison and perfectionism I had burdened myself with. I started viewing my art from a standpoint that it is handmade and therefore it will look handmade. And when I started to embrace that, all of my childlike joy and freedom returned when I released all of my expectations. Do you remember as a kid when you would draw and you would paint and you were just so proud of everything you made? You didn't care what your best friend was doing. You didn't care who was better than you. You were proud of yourself. And that is something I've had to learn day by day. It's just to be proud of my journey, of where I'm at, what I'm creating, and that this is what God has put inside of me to pour out and that I shouldn't be comparison pairing to anybody else and I shouldn't be striving for perfectionism because guess what y'all nobody's perfect and lastly y'all number five one of the top reasons I love being a creative is that I get to share what I create with others y'all there is nothing that makes me happier than creating pieces whether that's shirts hoops or content for the blog and podcast and then making that for others and knowing that it in return brought them joy. To hear from you guys that you're loving podcast episodes, when you share it on your Instagram stories, when you leave reviews, when you message me and email me, when you tell me that you love a shirt or that it spoke to you or what it really means to you, oh, guys, that is it. That is why I love creating. I have so much fun and joy creating that I want to share it with others. And that's not just something I say. I absolutely mean it. I have so much joy 
in creating, and I want that joy to radiate out into things that I am creating. So each and every day, I ask myself, what can I say or create that's going to empower, encourage, or bring joy to somebody else? And that is one of the reasons I love being a creative because I get to focus on that mission every day of how can I bring joy? How can I empower? How can I encourage? And above all else, how can I glorify God through this? So you guys, those are my top five reasons I love being a creative. And actually, I have to say there is a bonus number six, which is that I get to live my life in a robe. Yes, you guys, I own the fuzziest and the fluffiest robe that is ever created, and I wear it all day, every day when I am home. I honestly think that I am my most creative and productive self when I am wearing my robe. Some people say that, you you know, when you work from home, you should get dressed, put on your makeup, do your hair, wear regular clothes, pretend like you're going to like a real job. And I'm like, what? I'm going to put on my robe. I work from home. So I'm going to live that hashtag robe life forever, y'all. It is seriously the best. I love being a creative because I can work from home and wear a robe. I'm super serious. Now, after listening to all this, you might be wondering, well, snap, I wish I had a creative gift or I wonder if I do have a creative gift or where do my creative talents lie or does being a creative mean that you have to be artistic? No, absolutely. Creativity is not synonymous with being an artist, but if you are interested in finding out where you might be creative, whether that's an everyday life or something artistic, I have got you. I created a find your creative gift cheat sheet. It is three steps. It's super, super easy to follow and it helps you get those juices flowing, start brainstorming, start jotting down where you could really be tapping into that creativity that's already inside of you. Yes, I firmly believe that we all have something creative already inside of us. We just might not be sure of what it is. So if you want to access that Find Your Creative Gift cheat sheet, it is completely free. Go to the show notes. It is linked right there. I've got it for you. It's right down there. Go find your creative gift. Don't wait another moment thinking that you wish you were creative because I'm telling you, friend, you are creative. And I'm going to help you figure out what it is. Well, you guys, that wraps up episode number 10, which is the five reasons plus a bonus number six of why I love being a creative. If you loved the episode and you're loving the podcast, make sure to subscribe. I would love to know that you are enjoying it. It would mean so much to me. And also, don't forget to dive into the show notes and find your creative gift. I want to help you realize that you have creativity already inside of you. You just need to tap into it. Well, my friends, I've so enjoyed having this conversation with you. Until next time, talk to you soon.